It is Tuesday, June 9th, on the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Short Edition, episode number six. times wanted to push the boundaries into more fun but we don't do a show enough that i really can we don't have the freedom to do that because there's a lot of sports and we usually want to cover what's going on but in a time when there's not a lot of sports and these are short episodes and they're daily i figured i would have a little bit of fun with dylan and go back into our sports memories um and just kind of poke around and see what he can come up with now I'm doing this in part because there's one story that I was there for that Dylan and I talk about over and over and over again. And I will ask him the question that will set up the story in a second. But that's where I got the idea from this. And this has now been like a year and a half coming plus. So, Dylan, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If they don't make sense, say something because they're maybe a little complicated. Um, okay. <laughs> and I have literally no idea what you're talking he, about. He has though. no idea. Dylan likes to do things off the cuff. I don't usually let him. This one I agreed. Okay. Yeah. So these are about the stuff that happens with your sports teams that you had no control in, but you had a rooting interest either way in. Okay. So the first question is what is one move you wanted your team to do that you knew they would do, but it would be. That would be a good move that they didn't do. So one thing you wanted your team to do, you were rooting for. Yeah, you know the answer to this. Right. So this was this is the question that, that got this whole idea started. Well, uh, well the story, so go ahead. Well, the story is it was the first time I've ever covered the NFL draft. I was still in high school. And so I didn't even like really know what I was doing. But I scouted this one quarterback named Patrick Mahomes. And like I'm a big pros cons guy. That's kind of how I center my NFL draft decisions and it's just all of his cons were things that you could teach a quarterback which doesn't mean he was gonna get it but all his pros were like things you can't teach a quarterback and i'm like this guy is worth the risk this guy could be elite i mean he's got all his pros are things you can't teach quarterbacks and all his cons are things you can't um so i wanted the cardinals to draft him really bad and it turns out they really liked him but they weren't willing to give up the price to trade up but you know i didn't know that at the time and so you know a team trades up to draft him and all I see is the red background. And I, so I thought it was the Cardinals. I start celebrating and nope, it's the Chiefs. And I uh, threw a pillow at the TV and almost broke my living room TV. And um, also part of the reason why I've always wanted to do a radio show. Cause you know, I thought if we were on the radio back then I could have made a bold prediction that I thought Patrick Mahomes should be a, the number one overall pick. And um, that could have been on air. So, so that's a good story. I, we are not done referencing this draft. I'm about to reference it again. So my uh, my move that I that I wanted my team to do that they didn't do was I wanted them to draft Malik Hooker, who was yep. a safety and a position that the Cardinals needed in the same draft, and they came up and didn't draft him. No, I, and I was very upset. I knew it was going to be good. Now, I guess you could say he, he may not have worked out, 
this I meant to tailor this question originally towards more working out, but I think with us, Malik Cooker would have been really good, and we never got to try it, and I'm upset that we that it did that didn't happen. Oh, there's a lot of draft things. You know, the other thing, way back when, I, I don't even know how much you how much you remember this. I actually really wanted them to take Derek Carr over Dion Buchanan back in the day. I did not know that, and I did not agree with that, and I'm glad that that's not. We got to remember, Dion Buchanan was projected to be an early to mid second round pick. And so even though it fit well and he was really good with us, like at the time I was like, there's a quarterback I like on the board. <laughs> and we just dra- we reached for a safety. Okay. So the second question is, what is one move you wanted your team to not do? Or do you wanted your team not to do that they did that you knew would be bad? So a decision they made that I knew was not going to work out and they made it anyways? Yes. Or was going to re- have a bad result. So I can go first if you want on this yeah, one. Yeah, go first. Yeah, so mine was – we're going to take a ride back to 2005. The oh Phoenix God. Suns come off of a what I believe was a conference finals, uh, champ, a conference finals run, and they have a decision to make regarding shooting guard Joe Johnson. Yeah. Uh, they would have had to pay him a, a medium-sized to large contract. Uh, he was coming off, I believe, his rookie deal, and Robert Sarver had just bought the team and wanted to assert himself as a dominant owner. And so he let Joe Johnson go into free agency. Um, I don't even know if he tried to match an offer. Atlanta threw a ton of money at him, and Joe Johnson left. And the Suns, I knew was not a good move at the time. I knew I didn't want. I liked Joe Johnson. Um, And it ended up working out that had Joe Johnson stayed on the Suns, they probably would have won at least one championship, maybe a couple. He was replaced by a player not as good as him in a system that never fully recovered without him, uh, and the Suns almost decline. I guess they stayed kind of even for a while, but that was the beginning of, to me, that was like the best chance they had was with Joe Johnson. They let him walk. You got you got one, Dylan? You know, it's funny. I mean, that's not what I'm going to say, but it just reminded me, because I forgot the year. I mean, this was a lot later, but it kind of reminded me of when we, we really thought it was a horrible idea to draft Kendall Marshall. Horrible idea. And they draft Kendall Marshall. We were like, what are they doing? The only thing I can really think about the Suns, though, was I was a big Goran Dragic fan, if you remember that. Yeah, you could pick um, another team if you want, or another sport. Yes. You could pick your own team. Well, it's just – I'm trying sport. to think. I mean, because I don't think there was a huge Suns thing. It's got to go back to the Cardinals. Uh, I think other than the Goran Dragic thing, I don't think we've ever made – I can't think of that much things for the Suns. Um, with the Cardinals um, – Hmm. It's a tough one. Because I'm not going to lie, I've understood every move that we made. Like, in all sports, like, I I don't think there's ever been a, a really a time where I'm like, oh, my God, this is a horrible decision. There's no good outcomes. Remember when they took Levi Brown over AP? Yes. I think that's what I'm, I might have to go with. We all, we all wanted to see AP. I remember because that was the time where I was actually at the Cardinals, like, draft thing where, like, they had the party. It was like one of those small parties, but hosted by the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, everyone was all excited. And I think people booed. I'm pretty sure we booed at like the Arizona Cardinals official event. And I felt so bad. I remember like I was a little kid and I just remember, that's all I remember from that, that draft. I don't remember the cool stuff. I just remember feeling bad for the Cardinals because they, we, this event was hosted by them and we booed their pick. Um, 
So even though I was young and I didn't have as distinctive opinion as I do, you know, nowadays, I would probably say that that off the top of my head is the biggest decision. Okay. So now, um, now what about a move that you were praying would happen that happened and worked out on the positive end? So I will give mine. I have never rooted more for a pick to happen in my life. And that would be the, that, that, that was the pick in April, Isaiah Simmons by the Cardinals, eighth overall. Uh, I have never prayed for a pick to fall more in my life, and I have never been happier when a pick fell in my life. And I'm already going to say it worked out and yeah, go I way ahead. Already, I'm but... already going to call that it worked out, and that's the place that I'm going to go where I was just thrilled. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's a little early. And also, you want to know what I thought you were going to say? Well, I thought you were going to say that Evan Brewer, our six-round pick. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it, but he hasn't worked out yet. And they, well, Isaiah so, Simmons hasn't worked out yet either. He hasn't played a single snap. Yeah, but I know you can you can sometimes figure out when they will. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say that he worked. There's still a risk. Um, well, I might have to bring it. I might have to bring it to, to soccer. You can do I, soccer. You can do your soccer take. It hasn't, you know, worked out, you know, super well. Like it hasn't been amazing, but I really wanted Arsenal. That's my soccer team to. To, to sign Lacazette, I call him Lockie. It's the best nickname ever. I mean, there's a player that I like called Lockie, but uh, I really wanted them to sign him. They signed him a year later than they should have, but when they finally, like they, they were supposed to sign him the year before, they didn't, and then they were supposed to sign him like a half a year before they signed him and didn't, and I thought it was never gonna happen, and then they signed him out of the blue, and I was just super hyped, and he's like my favorite player in Arsenal. Okay, now how about a move that they did that, you really wanted that did not work out well. So my, I have a couple of good ones for that. Well, I, I have a great one for this where it did not work out well and I was rooting for it. There's a little bit of an asterisk, but for me, it's the drafting of DeAndre Aiden that I was all in on and I was going really hard for. Wow, you're and even admitting I, it now. And I did not like Luka Doncic. And I don't know that this is necessarily going to hold up. I mean, we could look back in 10 years and I might switch these. So I might say Isaiah Simmons' work didn't work out and DeAndre Aiden did. But for now, I, when you look at what actually ended up happening, while I don't think it was a bad move, it could have been better. Wow. I, that's, see, I didn't even think about that. That's what I should have said for one of the other questions. I don't know how – I have spent hours on the phone arguing with you that, so it's, it's really well, nice well, to finally well, see you admit. I, here, here's what I will say. Given all the information at the time, it was still the right move. Knowing, knowing what we knew then, it was the right move. And it's still not – I'm calling it a, a bad outcome because there, there were better – there are better available outcomes that could have happened. But I don't necessarily think that it has it has been written in stone that it was a bad outcome. No, I mean, no, might be, you said it. I don't even know if I would say that. I mean, again, I really wanted him to take Luca, And I think obviously it would have worked out better, but I don't think that was a bad outcome. Aiden's been pretty good. This is kind of a, I mean, this is kind of a tough topic. I didn't have a lot of great options for this one. Yeah, no, I have a lot. I just, I got to think about some of our recent draft picks. I've had a lot. I, you don't I have to do drafts. You could do trade moves also. Oh, that's even more I have to think about. Yeah, there's a lot I've been wrong about. I mean, well, well I'll give you more on soccer take is that a different player that I wanted them to sign just as bad as Lockie was this guy named uh, Mustafi. And I mean, he's been, he, he, we signed him. I'm super happy. Thought he was going to be amazing. And he's played pretty good recently, but for a while he was horrible, like horrible. Um, 
Football-wise, hmm. Oh, I'll actually give you the best trade one. I, I think about this. I I thought we gave up a bit much for it, but I loved the Brandon Knight trade. We got Brandon Knight. Oh my god! I wow. I see the other thing that like our viewers don't know about because we didn't really have you know show back then. But I and I get why they fired him. They made the right decision. But I loved McDonough, the old Suns GM. I I he drafted really bad. I think he drafted too much for potential and it backfired on him. But I mean, ever forgets the fleeced. He fleeced. He made two of two of the best basketball trades that. I've seen out of the Suns ever. They, they they traded for Eric Bledsoe for basically nothing, and then they traded they traded Steve Nash for two first round picks that were both really good first round picks. I mean, they ended up messing it up. They traded Eric Bledsoe away for nothing, and then they lost all the picks for Steve Nash. But they traded away Eric Bledsoe for more than they got for him, and he still played a lot of productive seasons for them. And they tra- you could say whatever you want about Isaiah Thomas. They 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 signed him and then traded him for a first round pick. <laughs> so they still gained a first round pick out of nothing. Okay. I don't know. I loved Ryan McDonough. I just think if he would have drafted better, he would be a great GM. And I think there's rumors that he's actually going to become – he's going he's gonna to sign a GM job. That would be uh, crazy. So anyways, Brandon Knight, I think people forget how good his first season was. I mean, it was Ky- slightly worse, but it was like Kyrie Irving's first season. Brandon Knight single-handedly led a bad Bucks team that was one of the worst teams in the NBA to the playoffs while averaging like 22 points. At, I think he was a, as a teenager. He was like 20 years old or like 19 years old. He was amazing. And then he just fell off the map and ended up being horrible. But I love that trade at that time. One of my one of my choices for something I wanted my team to do that they didn't was yeah. trade for Kyrie Irving. Uh, that was yeah. like an option out there for a little bit that they didn't do. Okay, so now the next one. What is something that you wanted, you did not want your team to do that they did that worked out well? So you were hard... Hardcore against you were out there saying they shouldn't do this. It would be a bad idea, and it, they did it anyway, and it worked out in their favor. I have mine. If you want me to go first, again. yeah, go first. Okay, so this is maybe this may the DeAndre Aiden take is like a maybe bad because we'll see. It's not totally determined. My worst take by far ever: the Cardinals should not draft Kyler Murray number one overall. <laughs> I did not want it. I didn't believe him. I didn't think it would work. I didn't trust it. Joey Bosa, or not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa was a guaranteed success. It was going to be, they were going to throw away the future. It was going to be Matt Leinart all over again. They drafted Kyler Murray. The man was rookie of the year, and I looked like an idiot. And I still look like an idiot. And now I'm a huge fan, and I regret the decision to make that choice. Um. Oh, I, I didn't like the Carson Palmer trade at the time. I didn't hate it, to be fair. It's the only thing I could think of. I might be able to think of one better uh, Carson Palmer's that's the I I was like this is a waste. I mean he was horrible on the Raiders. I was like let's actually look for a quarterback. It actually changed. I'll admit like so like I wasn't super super against it because we gave up nothing, but it kind of changed my mind about quarterbacks in general. If you don't have I, I you know I'm very very strict on my take of there's no reason to draft a quarterback top ten unless you think he's gonna be a superstar. And I think part of my take on that comes from the Carson Palmer experience. Because in my opinion, I learned from that trade, even though the Carson Palmer work, trade worked out better than, you know, most veteran quarterbacks. I mean, if you look around, you can take Cam Newton. You know, I've learned from that experience that, like, it's better to just take your time on these below average quarterbacks and find your superstar than to waste a top 10 pick on a superstar. 
Yeah. So I, I would probably say Carson Palmer off the top of my head. I was that. Okay, so now a pick, now a, a series that you knew would be bad, that you didn't want to happen, that happened anyway, and was bad for your team. This might be a repeat a little bit, but yeah, something you didn't want, different. something that you didn't want, that you did, that you knew would be bad, and ended up being bad. So mine is a repeat back to the 2017 NFL draft. The Cardinals ended up, I, I mean, I, I didn't have a ton of foresight on this, but when the name Hassan Reddick started getting floated around, I kind of knew we were going to take him, and I knew it wasn't going to work, and I knew it just was bad overall. And the Cardinals did it anyway, and it sucked. I mean, we can we can we can, you know, hit this Hassan Reddick train all the way. I did not like the pick at the time, but I mean, if I'm being honest, the truth is, and this happened with all of us, we can say whatever we want. We didn't like it at the time. I did a ton of, because I was into the NFL draft, but not as much as I am now. So I didn't know as much about Hassan Reddick. I did, you know, three hours of research at the draft party and came away talking, okay, I think it was worth the risk. So even though, I, again, I didn't like the Hassan Reddick pick at the time. I mean, I think even all of us kind of jumped on the way of like, maybe we don't love this pick and we would still rather have Malik Hooker, but we didn't hate the pick at the end of the day. I, I was upset because I, I wanted. I was upset because I wanted Malik Hooker. Well, I wanted Malik Hooker too, but like, and I didn't think it was a. I, I thought it was a bad pick when they made it, but by the end of that day, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I see where they're coming from. It's worth the risk. So I can't jump on the Hassan Reddick train too much. Uh, I just, um, I'm trying to think of draft picks because that's when I'm mostly good at with the Cardinals, but I can't think, I was able to convince my, like, I like time. I was able to convince myself his logic at least, especially with the Hassan Reddick pick. So, if it didn't work out, my surefire example for this would have been trading Paul Goldschmidt. Um, but we ended up getting some great return. That's a good point. So as much as I hated it, it worked out well. It was also in place of Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray was such a bad take on my part that I couldn't even Well, no, actually, then thank you. I haven't, I haven't even thought about baseball at all. Zach Greinke, I guess you could say it kind of worked out. I did. I thought they completely overpaid him, and I think I was right. Really? I don't think he really made that much of a positive impact on the D-backs. Like, don't get me wrong. He, it wasn't like he was bad. But, like, to get paid $30 million to do what he did, I mean. All I right. That's a, that's a, and then we paid more money to get rid of him when we finally got rid of him. All right. That's a bold take. Okay. So now. Well, what, how, what did he accomplish for us? What what did we win by signing someone for $30 million? We made, we made the playoffs in 2017. We had the wild card game. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Well, we know we won the game, and then we got swept in the next series. Yeah. I know it's not a big deal, but it is something. Okay. I mean, you know my frustration with, with the D-backs. The D-backs are just always so mediocre. I just want one exciting run. You know, That was, that was going to be this year. That was going to be this year. And the whole baseball story I have not covered yet in this series of podcasts. It changes every day, and I don't really – I can't even stay up with it. It's so – the players and owners are so far apart. Dylan, you and I will talk about this later at some point. Yeah, this series of, this, These negotiations you and I will talk about for the worst combination of owner-player relations in history. Well, no, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll tease it for our viewers as this. I don't know if I necessarily agree. It's such a hard dilemma that they're in. We'll talk about it later, but I don't it's, know. If it's there's... another. We need we need a full real hour plus episode for this. Well, I, I don't think we need that. That that seems a bit excessive. But yes, I do think we need more time. So continue. next. Okay. Question. So a one surprise move 
that you did not see coming at all that all of a sudden was dropped in your lap. So mine is the signing of Zach Greinke. Didn't know we were in on it. Didn't know we were interested. All of a sudden, I got a notification that, boom, Zach Greinke was on my team. I have a second good one, the uh, the drafting of Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew. Oh, I, saw uh, I didn't know he was still in the draft. I thought he was taken in, like, the late first round. He was really good at LSU. And all of a sudden, I just saw that he we drafted him and was shocked that he was still around for us to even draft. Well, mine is going to have to be soft. I mean, my, the true honest answer is Arsenal, they're signing their best player like a year and a half, two, two years and a half ago, or something like that. And this guy's like a superstar. You know, he was on not the best. He was on a really good team, but not the best team. He was trying to upgrade teams. And it kind of made no sense because he, he plays the same position as, you know, my favorite player, Lacazette. And so we, and we just signed Lacazette six months earlier. And so, like, I did not see it coming. I was like, there's, there's no way. Like I heard some rumors that we might be interested like at one point, but I was like, there's no way he plays the exact same position. You know, there's no way he would even want to come here. This guy is like in his prime superstar player. And we signed him out of nowhere and he's been our best player and he's amazing. And it actually is really interesting how it worked out because he became best friends with my favorite player. And so they have like the, the, the cutest bromance I've ever seen in sports history. They're like literally like inseparable best friends, even though they play the exact same position. And it's, it's really awesome. So I, I, I got to say that. Okay. One thing in sports that happened that you deny happened. So something you saw that went another way than you believe something usually on replay. Uh, mine is going to be that Santonio Holmes never got two feet in bounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, in history, he never got two feet in bounds. And I, I, I do have the same one as me for yeah, this. Probably. Um, most disastrous play that you can think of. One play that was the most disastrous the, the, the for your team. The, the butt for, for, for just for, for is this for your team or for any team? Do you want well, the butt fumble I'm a for Jets any fan. team? Oh yeah, okay. Do you think I'm you call Jets. the? I haven't said any Jets questions. Not gonna lie, if I really thought about it, I probably could answer half the bad ones with Jets references. But I, but definitely gonna reference that one. I, I definitely I mean, think that that was the most disastrous play of all time. I mean, people still make fun of it to this day. I mean, I guess my, my feel like for my team, if you go to most disastrous, it's the pick, it's the 90, it's the hundred yard pickoff or no, yeah, hundred yard pickoff return for a touchdown in the same uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. In the same Super Bowl. Wasn't that like right before halftime too? Yeah, like, it was like right at halftime. It was, a, it was a 14 point swing. Uh, best team to never win. This can goes for dynasty, or you can go for individual year. Well, I mean, for our for Arizona sports, it's definitely that Cardinals team that got murdered to the Panthers. Okay, I wouldn't think so for Arizona teams. No, Interesting. I mean, I mean, not gonna lie, like we weren't we weren't that good of a team that year. Uh, we weren't that we weren't that good of a team that you year. You can have your dog make an appearance on the show, by the way. I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah, to my dog's dog. super cute. But my, my dog's also running around crazy. Um, no, the, the that team, what I will admit, that team was a really good team. It was not a Super Bowl team. But the truth of the matter is that we lost in the conference finals to the, an undefeated team. And then we were more matchup favorable to the Broncos, who ended up destroying that team in the Super Bowl. We were much more matchup favorable. So you're right. Like, in like, if you just randomize the year and you just put them in a random year, that team did not deserve to win a Super Bowl. But I believe that if they somehow could have gone past the Panthers, 
I'm not saying they would have won the Super Bowl, but I definitely think it would be a close game. I mean, they they just they they matched up a lot more. Interesting. Uh, I, I mine. I guess the the best team of all time to maybe never win. Um, I guess for me, it's it's got to be the local team. It's got to be the the Suns, the mid two thousand Suns that never got the chance to win. Um, is the well, like best the year team. that they that with the Spurs? Yeah, well, so that was going to be the next question, which is one time you felt like your team was cheated. Well, uh, I mean, the two thousand seven Western Conference Finals against the Spurs is the one. Robert Ory makes maybe the dirtiest play in sports. He throws, uses hip, he hit, hip checks Steve Nash head first into the boards. Um, and because of a technicality slash not paying attention, uh, the Suns have Amari Stoudemire and Boris Dia run onto the court and run past. The way it works is if you're a player, you can't go, you can't go onto the court above the middle. There's like a little, there's like a three court on each quarter length of the court. There's a little mark on the court and you can't go past that coming up the court. Yeah, go. You can go out to the free throw line if you're below that, but if you're on that line, you can't go up that up past that line. So Diaw and Sotomayor did. They got suspended for game, I think seven of that series. It happened in game six. Tim Duncan did the same thing, and no one noticed. And they let Tim Duncan play game seven. And if you had taken Tim Duncan out of that game, and Robert Ory was obviously suspended, the Suns probably win that game. And then LeBron James played with one of the worst teams of all time. Brought them to the finals, and the Suns would have swept that team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I didn't think about that. That team, yeah, well, that team is probably the best team that didn't win out of an Arizona team more than the Cardinals. So another, so time you felt cheated, Dylan. One of your team, one of you feel like one of your teams got cheated. Um, really bad example, but if you're gonna take our only good example, I have, I have to, I have to say it. The only, the the, the, the team that got cheated was when. The cart well, this was not even by this was off injuries. But the Cardinals had a playoff team. And um they ended up having to start Ryan Lindley in the playoffs. And didn't uh, wasn't it the same year when we had a punter that couldn't punt the ball more than like 30 yards down the field? Maybe. I'm pretty sure that was the same season where yeah, in that playoff game, like no, he was like a good young punter, but in that playoff game, he his his punt average was like 25 yards down the field. That was a me- I mean, both games against Carolina in 2014 and 15 were a, or 2015 and 16, were a complete mess, just a complete disaster. Yeah. You're bringing back. Oh, the and then and then I'll just throw it out there just for kicks. I'm a big Portland Timbers fan. That's my MLS team, and they they've won a finals recently, so I can't get too mad. But they they had a great run. They were not even rated that well, and they played amazing playoff soccer. And they got to the finals in the year where Atlanta United was just super ridiculous. Like they had, they had like this one player who immediately went to a really good team in the Premier League after that season. And they had this other guy who's was even arguably even better. Like they, it was the best MLS team by far ever created. And it will forever be by far the best MLS team ever made. Like it was ridiculously good. Like they, the playoffs didn't even start and they were like 85% favorites to win the, the cup. Like, they were ridiculous. And it was just the one year that Portland happened to be in great form and make it to the finals, and they just had no chance. Like, we celebrated them winning the finals. <laughs> Sorry. We, we celebrated them winning the finals before they even, like, went before that game because that was, like, what it felt like. They won the finals by making it to the finals. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. That is, that is feeling cheated. 
I had another great example. I can't now remember. But yeah, that is feeling cheated. My, my, my parents yelling at my dog, distract you. I mean, we're putting featuring Roxy in the title of this. Okay. This show is featuring Roxy. Um, yeah, I, oh, there was another. I had a great cheat team that got cheated. And now I can't remember it anymore. But, oh, oh, you're going to hate this example. Yeah. The Jets have not made the playoffs in how long? Do you know how long? It's been uh, a while. What, what, what? I think they. I think 2009. I think they made the. They made the NFC. Or they made the AFC Championship game in 2009. So it's been a long time. They had a big playoff drought, and I remember a handful of years ago they won 10 games and didn't make the playoffs under Todd Bowles. And everyone's like, "Oh, they haven't made the playoffs since then." I don't care what anyone says. In my book, that was a playoff team. If you win 10 games, especially in a division with the Patriots, nevertheless, but if you win 10 games, you are a playoff team. In my, I don't care, you know, whatever. They didn't make the playoffs, whatever. They were a 10-win team. They got cheated. They should, it should have been a playoff berth under Todd Bowles, and it was not. I think I lost Dylan. Dylan? Um, I guess we did lose Dylan. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, I guess technical problems do happen. Thank you for listening this long. I know this was a long episode. Um, I will be back tomorrow. And this has been another edition of the World of Sports podcast and radio show short edition.